Welcome to the second season of Talking Mental Health with Selectability. Very small local organisations with deep roots in the local community. We still needed those deep local roots, but we also needed to be stronger and bigger organisations to be able to cope with these massive changes. As our service really grew, it made sense that if we merge, we could have a better footprint everywhere. And I'm very excited to see that that actually happened over the years, and it's a wonderful outcome. What we've had from Solus right through is um, fantastic CEOs. And I think um, what they brought, all of them, was a very careful eye on Trent and in particular where our strength has been, we have a number of strengths, but our strength has been in anticipation of the um, NDIA, the NDIS framework. Just to see changes, I've still actually got people I actually was a support worker for back in Solar's days and now I've still got them while I'm a team leader and just the changes, the milestones, I actually find they're probably all my highlights. I love watching people grow, I love watching people achieve. Might be only a small little achievement, but I actually find they are major highlights of my career. My favourite name, and I was really keen on it, was Be Well. You know, and the logo we were thinking would be a little buzzy bee buzzing around, and I yeah. could picture answering the phone. You know, Be Well, Deborah speaking. And then when we did a search, there was one small organisation in Victoria that had it registered. And I was like, oh, bugger, back to the drawing board. This podcast celebrates five years as Selectability, an organisation formed in March 2017, when supported options in lifestyle access services, better known as Solus, and Mental Illness Fellowship of North Queensland, or MIFNQ, merged. Across five short podcasts, we'll hear from five people close to the organisation and learn how, from humble beginnings, and a combined 52 years of service delivery, Selectability has grown to become the strong and innovative industry leader it is today. Rhonda was with Solus when it was a small startup project right up until her retirement in 2014. Rhonda, thanks for your time today. Can you tell me when and why Solus was established? Solus was established in Townsville in 1995 after there was done locally a research project to identify the community support needs of people with psychiatric disability. The service was later funded with a grant of $150,000 from the Department of Families, Youth and Community Support. As a pilot project for Queensland, there was also another pilot project happening at the same time in Brisbane. It was very much evaluated by the department and by ourselves in those three years. We needed to write submissions at the end of the three-year pilot. The aim of the pilot was to reduce hospitalisation in both frequency and length of stay, particularly targeting people from the Townsville Acute Mental Health Unit at the time and the Kerwin Rehab Unit. I was actually employed as the manager of Solace in 1996 and at that stage I was the only full-time worker We had two part-time support workers and one very casual financial admin person. After 17 years of my doing the work and working at Solace, there was over 60 staff members going on to 70 and we had a footprint across northwest, south Queensland and out to Palm Island. Rhonda, can you tell us a bit about the, um, the committee 
Yes. Um, initially, when the pilot was developed, a small committee was developed and some of those people um, continued once the program was funded properly with the program for many, many years. I'm very grateful to them because it always had a stable committee that was very innovative for the time. They're very forward-thinking and really planned to develop across the regions and different areas and how we could increase funding over time. And we were actually funded by a number of agencies, including Department of Families, which was Disability Services, and also Mental Health Services, because they could see that our support staff were assisting the person who was using lots of mental health services and keeping them out of hospital. As the organisation had grown, there was also the increased funding too. So um, that meant also that the workforce had to expand. Um, Can you talk us through that process there of uh, expanding the workforce and how that went? There was different funding that we would need to apply for and make submissions. The biggest one was Project 300 that was established in around about 1998, something like that, to close all of the mental health institutions across Queensland. Our target group for that was the Mossman Hall at Charters Towers. So we had many people who chose after many, many years living in there to live independently in the community. They were provided a house to rent and support workers that could see them as much as they needed. So that was the first real step. And then we had to train our own workers. So it was always in-house training that we had to apply. We did get further funding in places across the regions like the FAMS program, which was federal funding, the first time really that we had been able to tap into that. And that gave us a footprint across a whole range of regions, including out to Palm Island, which was um, very positive for everybody, Townsville, down to Eyre and Home Hill, Burdekin area, out to Charters Towers, Fewenden and Richmond, and up to Ingham. So again, our service model was to work with the existing service providers in each of those small communities because they're the ones who know the community. So our workers trained theirs to deliver the service. Solis was always working in collaboration with other services, such as mental health services. The only other specialised mental health service in Townsville that was not Queensland Health-based was the Mental Illness Fellowship of North Queensland. And, of course, they were developed long before Solace was, but they did different work. So we really started out doing joint community events, particularly in Mental Health Week. And we would be working together collaboratively around people's support needs. And that was really positive because it allowed us to make wonderful outcomes for people. We had support with funding submissions, assisting each other there, even joint 
funding submissions. We had lots of discussion with the fellowship around co-location and also maybe merger down the track, working towards merger. So those discussions started very early. As our service really grew, it made sense that if we merge, we could have a better footprint everywhere. And I'm very excited to see that that actually happened over the years. And it's a wonderful outcome. And Rhonda, Um, it's interesting to note too that in 1995, like in Townsville, Solace was established in a rented house property in a Noonba. But then after two years, you grew that big that you had to get... Exactly right, yes. And that was probably mainly um, Project 300 work because that was very, very well funded. And it was the first time that Queensland Health had funded services in the community rather than in hospitals and things. So that was quite a growth period. Really, the service has continued to grow over the years with different funding in different areas and different programs. And Rhonda, what did you feel to be some of the biggest challenges in your time with uh, Solus? Working with other agencies and being collaborative was often very difficult because there was information that we had trouble sharing and other services had trouble sharing that with us, which really impacted on our work on the ground with people. Other areas is, of course, the staff training. That's always been a difficult area because we had to, as I said, train our own workers and getting finding the right workers to be able to deliver the new program was always a challenge. What are the biggest achievements, whether they be personal or with uh, with Solus for you? I really felt that I had achievements all of the time, just more things with particular people who were able to prove that they don't have to be in hospital, that they can be living in the community, they can be independent. Have you got any stories um, that you can share, Rhonda, that um, may stand out from uh, maybe a lot of others over the years? I guess there is some outstanding people who are employed as support workers and have over the years developed themselves and become really great support workers and then go on to be senior support workers and then take on more management roles and even leaving the organisation after a period and taken on very high management roles in government services. And some of those I'm very, very proud of. Visit this podcast's show notes to read Rhonda's profile. In podcast three, celebrating five years of selectability, you'll hear from former Solus president and now chair of the selectability board, Tom Ryan. Listen to all five on our website, selectability.com.au forward slash podcasts. Listen to more podcasts like this one at selectability.com.au and learn about the many programs and services to improve the mental well-being of regional Queenslanders and contribute to suicide prevention. 